You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. How you doing? Good today? Guest, great guest, yes. good guy, yes. <laughs> Enrique Pasco. Thank you for your time. Oh, thank, thank you for guys. joining us. Thank you for your willingness to share. And uh, listen, man, we we had a conversation prior to this, and the amount of wisdom that came out of that conversation, man, I just it, it was it was imperative that. The listeners get a piece of that. Yes. And so we so we need to, you know, we may rehash some of that conversation. I know you got some great stuff to share with us. So we may sprinkle in some of that uh, seasoning from last time with this as well. But, but first of all, before we get into all that, just for those that are listening, tell us who is Enrique Pasco? Well, today I am a man of God. <laughs> before I was a crazy person on the other side of the world, I used to be in the music industry. And I, I promoted back some time ago concerts for a lot of people in the music industry. But uh, on a more consistent basis, I worked with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had an encounter with God while being in that industry. I wasn't happy. I experienced a lot. I've seen a lot. I made a lot of money. I, I, there was a lot of things that I've, I experienced that most people dream of. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't content. Something was missing. So I had an encounter with God. And uh, after having that encounter with God, my life totally changed. I walked off that stage and went in a different direction. And I, I, I didn't know where I was going, what I was going to do, but God had a plan for my life. Mm-hmm. Following, following the unknown was something that was scary. It was, it was ridiculous to do, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I, I discovered who I am. I, I became a, a minister of the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. Now I, I'm now I'm on stage uh, promoting JC Jesus Christ, right? So, you know, I'm a husband, husband first, you know, uh, a, a father, you know, and I'm a person just who is passionate with God's wisdom. God's wisdom means the world to me. There's nothing more important in my life than God's wisdom. Mm. Wow, love it. That's great. That's great, man. That's the way to live. Yeah, it is to truly live. You talked. You talked about turning a corner, right, in your life. Yeah. What was what was the turning point? Like what was, you know, typically people have, some people have the Damascus road experience kind of thing. Some people it's a little bit more gradual than that. It's not as drastic. How was it for you? What was that turning point in your life? It was actually, it was an actual encounter with God. He actually Mm -hmm. showed up. God showed up. And this is my second time. Uh, When I was a child at the age of five, I, he appeared to me in in, in my dream. And, uh, and, and back in 2000 and, um, 2004 that happened again but it wasn't a dream it was an actual encounter mm. and god and he had to come and he had to come and visit me because i was crazy yeah. <laughs> i was crazy i was i was i was i had a first class ticket going straight to hell wow and he loved me so much that he snatched me out of the enemy's hands but he 
he actually showed up. It was my Damascus Road experience because through that experience, I was knocked off a horse. I was blinded for a season mm-hmm. and it was a, what seemed to be an eternity. But I, w- I went through a whole transformation and God came and, and cleaned me up from the inside and out. And, and uh, he taught me everything I know today. I didn't know anything that I knew today. I didn't know not 1% of it. And he, he, uh, mm-hmm. when, he when he met me, I, I, he put me in isolation. And I spent one year with God studying his word and reading his word. I, I don't have a day of theology school. I don't have a bishop or a pastor in my family. And yet I know the word from Hebrew to Greek. And okay. yeah, and I'm, I'm able to uh, articulate the word in, in, in a high degree because of him, you know. So he had a plan for my life of which I did not know. Wow. Amazing. That's yeah. amazing. That, that is amazing. So one thing. You talked about just making that turning point. Um, one very important part of what your life is now has to do with relationships and with couples. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, it's amazing how God uses me in the area of relationships because I was birthed out of so much brokenness. You know, um, not having a father figure in the household, uh, not not having the uh, not having a, a strong foundation, and yet. It became my passion at a very young age to to be a father. I, I wanted to be a father because my father wasn't in my life, mm-hmm. and I, I had this this vendetta, if you will, um, at an early age. I wanted to prove to him and prove to the world what a real man should be. So, at the age of fifteen, I fathered my first child. I had no insight for what I was doing, but I was driven by that. So. Um, Ever since that point in my life, I always had a passion for family. I never had it, mm. but I had a passion for family. And God used that burning passion many years later. So, and uh, at this point, I'm helping families all over the country, all over the world. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. So yeah. the passion you had back then, before you even had the thought to have a deeper relationship or a relationship period with God, the passion you had back then got... Yeah. Still use that passion, but turned it in a way yeah. that you're using your passion for good. Pa- pa- passion, awesome. passion, passion is an indication where you belong in life. Yeah. Mm. Everybody's not passionate about everything. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, right. you know, look, so I love animals, right? But I don't love animals to the point of selling what I have and going to Africa and living with the monkeys. Right. 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 People do that. People, people actually have sold all their belongings. And went and lived in the mountains with the gorillas, right? Mm-hmm. So your passion is an indication of who you are. When Moses saw the Israelite being beaten, he became passionate and yeah. he killed that man. Mm. See, his passion is passion identified with his identity. Yes. Moses was a deliverer. And he ran because he murdered that person. But 40 years later, he came back to the same place he ran from. His passion showed up. So whenever you have passion, it's an indication of where you belong. Yeah, that's wow. so good. Wow. So for those of you that are listening, think about <laughs> some of the things that, you know, just just have put a burning desire on your heart. Yeah. And maybe, you know, God might be trying to tell you something, might that's be right. trying to lead you in a certain direction. That is good stuff. I love that. Good stuff. Good I stuff. Love that. When we talked before, Enrique, you said that if you're not good by yourself, you're not going to be good when you get married. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. There Talk is, about that a little bit. There, there is a belief 
there is a belief, and I, and I hear this all the time. People say, you complete me. Yeah. I hear, I hear people say that, and I hear people say, you're my better half. Mm-hmm. Well, those statements are, are incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, when God created the family, the family was birthed with a single human being. Mm-hmm. Adam was single. It wasn't Adam and Eve. It was just Adam. Right. And the principle simply is that a man or a woman must be complete by themselves yeah. in order to be to be a benefit to the other person in that relationship. Mm. If a relationship is truly 50-50, then I'm relying on my wife to complete me mm. because I need her 50 with my 50 to make 100. Yeah. Well, God's math and our math isn't the same. That's right. He tells us that one put 1,000 to flight and two put 10,000. So we don't, we're not we're not adding or multiplying the same way. <laughs> right. The Bible says that when a man and a woman gets married, the two become one flesh. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, did God make an incomplete person? And if God made an incomplete person, then God did something wrong because Adam and Eve was created in the image, in likeness mm-hmm. of God. Wow. Okay. So if we are created in the image and likeness of God, the question is. Is God incomplete? That's right. Right. (laughs) Wow. So if God is whole, then in order for you to be married and be with someone in a relationship successfully, you must be good all by yourself. That's right. So whatever you did before you met that person, you should still do it and don't stop it because at that point, you're not an asset to me. You are a liability. Mm. Wow. Okay. So I tell people this all the time who are married, even though you are single, even though you're married, rather, never lose your singleness. Mm-hmm. Your singleness is very important because your singleness is going to bless the marriage, bless the relationship. Right. As soon as you stop being single, now you're going to take all these unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. and put it on me. And you're going to you're going to you're going to trust that I'm going to do all of these things. That you're not doing. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? That's that is the opposite often of what we're told. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We we are inundated with that 50-50 concept. Mm-hmm. Well, where we're bringing that, these two entities together and those two entities will make uh, that one thing. Yeah. I, I love Teddy Pendergrass, but he was so wrong. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we we grew up singing that song, you know, it's so good loving somebody. When somebody loves you back, and that's a fact. It's not 60-40. Talk about a 50-50 love. love, We've been taught that love is 50-50. There is no way that love is 50-50. Love is 100-100. When a man and a woman get married, they merge. God did not add the man to the woman or add the woman to the man. He merged them. The two became one flesh. You can't tell one from the other. Mm. So in that merger, if the man is 50 and the woman is 50, we do not have 100. We have 50. That's right. It's mm. a merger. It's a complete merger. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so That's good. good stuff. So those of you who are listening, you, you understand now why we had to bring this conversation to you yeah. because of just the, the wealth of knowledge, man. That's great. Yeah. Would you say, Enrique, you had said something else when we spoke previously as well. You said that your marriage isn't broken. You are. Yeah. yeah. So w- would you say that you have to 
be a whole, well, you have to be a whole person. You have to be who God created you to be before you get married. So all of your healing and all of your brokenness, would you say that all has to be healed, fixed with God or by God before you get married? Yes. Yeah. Because let's say that two individuals are 40 years old. So Mm -hmm. the male is 40 and the female is 40. When they get married, they get married with a lot of baggage. Right. Rape, molestation, abuse, whatever. Fatherless Mm -hmm. home, mother, mother on drugs, whatever the case is. Yeah. If you don't take care of those traumas, those are those are those are spiritual and emotional traumas. Yeah. If you don't take care of those traumas, then you're going to bring that into the relationship. Mm. So I tell people this all the time that what happens is you inherit a person's history mm. if they never go back and correct it. Wow. So, mm. when, so when the 40-year-old man and the 40-year-old woman get married, that is 80 years of history. Hmm. Now, we understand that history is there to be studied. Mm-hmm. But if you don't study history, then history would do what? Repeat itself. Repeat itself. Repeat itself. So now we have two people who are victimized in the relationship. And whenever I say something or do something that reminds you of a situation or come close to that situation, automatically, now I'm victimizing you. Yeah, we have two people being victimized in the relationship, and we are not triggering each other. When I said that, I reminded you of your father talking down to you. Right. When I did this, I reminded you of your ex-wife walking on on you. Right. So we are always we are wired with all of these things, and we have to get reprogrammed before we get into relationship. That's why we must have the mind of Christ. That's mm-hmm. why He tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It has to be something done in order for this to work. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, then then you go into something new with all this old stuff, mm-hmm. baggage, garbage, and mm-hmm. that's the reason why when I counsel couples so much, so many times, I could always pinpoint it's not the marriage, the marriage isn't broken; it's the people in the marriage. Right. So yes. when you fix the people in the marriage, you fix the marriage. The marriage is the marriage is perfect. God designed the marriage. Marriage is a perfect institution. It is a perfect idea of God. But it's the people in the marriage who are broken. And when you fix the people, the marriage flourishes because God designed the marriage to flourish. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. I love that concept because we don't often think of that, right? When If, if, if you and I are having issues, mm-hmm. we pin it on the relationship, mm-hmm. right? The marriage is in trouble or the relationship is in trouble. Yeah. But the relationship, what you're saying, Enrique, is because of because of the, the 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 God who put that relationship in place, put that entity in place, it's already perfect. Mm. Yeah. It's just us. Amazing. It's the people, not the creation. The creation is the marriage, but it's the people who need to go and study history. Mm. And and and, I, and and here's another thing. When you are, when you are with someone, it is very important that we not forget the courting process. Mm, okay. Courtship is very important. Mm-hmm. And the reason why courtship, courtship is important is when you court someone, you are putting that person on trial. Right. Now, the reason why you're putting that person on trial is you want to find out all the evidence about this individual. Who are you marrying? Yeah. You don't buy a car without getting the car inspected. Nobody with proper Mm -hmm. sense does that. Mm -hmm. You don't buy a home without an inspection. 
So many people are saying yes to people and never look under the hood. Mm. They never, <laughs> oh my God. They never got an inspection. Mm. You, you see? Man. Now, now, the thing about this is you're not doing an inspection to talk down to someone right. or, or, to, or to, be, to, to belittle them. Right. Because if you could be honest, you got some trash too. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and, and I don't know how, how people think, but I do know one thing, that trash is trash. Mm-hmm. So your trash is no better than mine's. Right. But you at least have to know what trash you are buying into. Right. And see if that if you are the garbage person for that trash. You mm. may not be the garbage person for that. That might be somebody else's trash that you're trying to take over. Mm. My God. In other words, you may be married to somebody else's husband right now. My God. Or somebody else's wife. Because you're not the trash person for that level of trash. Yeah. How can that be fixed? If, if, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, wow, you know what? That's me. I think I'm married to somebody else's spouse. What, what, what's the next step? Mm. The, first, the, the next step is going to God. Yeah. Going to God. The first step is you got to go, go to him. And you have to put the whole situation in his hands mm. and allow him to fix whatever is wrong. And if, 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 if you're not supposed to be with that person, then he would give you a way of escape where you can let that person go and go somewhere else. Believe it or not, everybody don't belong with each other. Mm-hmm. There is a, there is, so God gives you the power, the ability to choose your mate. He does. Mm-hmm. He does. However, there is someone who God has tailored made just for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Adam and Eve was not the only persons or people in the planet at that time. Mm-hmm. There were other people outside of the garden. Mm-hmm. Right. But it wasn't like Adam or Eve had choices. It wasn't Eve and Stephanie and Jessica. It wasn't Adam, Enrique and, and Oliver. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that wasn't the situation. Mm-hmm. It was Adam and Eve. God stitched that woman and that man perfectly for each other. Yeah. OK. So what we have to do is. Go to Proverbs chapter five, uh, 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 chapter three, verse five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lean not on your own understanding. In everything you do, acknowledge him, even your mate, and he will do what? Direct your path. Mm-hmm. We haven't even asked God, is he the one? Is she the one? Or is there another? <laughs> true. Wow. Very That's true. very true. Very, very That's true. That's very true. We, we yeah. go on our own understanding. Typically, our own understanding is our attraction. The yeah. look—they look good. They—they they make me laugh. Whatever it is, yeah. it's all our own understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in Panama, raised in Brooklyn, New York. Moved to Virginia, came to Richmond, and met the woman who God stitched for me. Mm-hmm. Her mother was born in Texas. Went through all of this. Came to Virginia. Went all—all all of that was for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God designed it. I was—I was in a whole different continent. Yeah, I was wow. born in a different place, mm-hmm. and God, God created that situation just for her, just for me, because His divine plan would be completed and orchestrated with us being together. Yeah, mm-hmm. I prophesied about her before I even met her. Mm-hmm. Before I even met her, I said, "Because we were, we, uh, me and a couple of friends, we were driving in the car. True story. True story. We're driving in the car." And they're talking about this girl. And by their conversation, I was like, my God, where is this girl? (laughs) And they said, she's at work. I said this. 
I said, I bet you if I see her, I'm going to get her. Mm. Never seen her. Never had a conversation. Now watch this. I'm doing a party at a club. This is during my Jay-Z times. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z days. I'm doing a party at a club. I am raking in phone numbers. Women from all over. I got at least 50. Oliver, I, I got numbers popping all over. <laughs> I got at least 15 phone numbers in my pocket. Wow. She heard about me as well. And she had, she had interest in me based on what she heard. Mm-hmm. When she pulled up in the car, she saw me outside of the club and she asked her friend, who is that guy? And her friend said, that's the guy I was talking to you about, Enrique. She already had eyes on me. Again, I don't know her. She don't know me. Mm-hmm. When she approached the door, I began to try to get her attention. She totally ignored me. So I, okay, cool. At the end of the night, she called me over and gave me her number. Mm. I had 15 numbers in my right pocket. I took her number, number 16, and put it in my left pocket. Mm. Mm. I threw all those numbers away and kept hers. Wow. That is not a coincidence. It is not. No. I prophesied that I would get her without even seeing who she was. And guess what? We've been married going now on 13 years. And we've been together together for 20 years. Don't tell me God don't give you... Don't tell me God don't stitch someone perfectly for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He does. Yes. He does. <laughs> wow. That's, that's that's excellent, man. That's God stitches someone for you. So for those of you who are single, because there's some single folk who listen as well. Yeah. That was a word for you right there. Yeah. That should give you the motivation to uh to allow God to move you in the direction and and uh direct your path. Allow him to direct your yeah. path and don't rush into things. Don't be desperate. Yeah. No, because that, that there is someone good. who God has for you, yeah. stitched for you. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of single people, I think they become desperate, especially when they feel like they're getting older, quote uh-huh. unquote. Yeah. And so they're like, man, I'm not married yet. I don't have someone yet. You know, God must not, you know, mm-hmm. be thinking the way I'm thinking. Right. You kind of, you don't say that, but you kind of feel like God ain't moving fast enough. Let me just go in here and do what I got to do. Let me do what I got to do. If if God is the creator of everything, Mm. he's the creator of your relationship. That's it. It's not that he created everything and said, oh, I'm going to leave this part up to to you. No, he created everything. Yeah. Right? Because he knows perfectly who will work for you. That's right. And the person he has for you is the person who's going to be your helper. Mm-hmm. Your encourager. That's the person who's going to help you help the ministry, help the business, mm-hmm. raise the children. Uh, you, you know, the person who's going to take your life and and assist you and take it. There is a spe- there is a special person for that job. Yeah. And until we go into that place of believing that, mm-hmm. we're going to keep being the matchmaker. Yeah. He was the perfect matchmaker for Adam. That's right. Yeah. He said, "I'm going to make a woman equal to you mm-hmm. to help you." Yeah. So that means that if you're not with the person who God has for you, that means that you're not equally yoked. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. That's right. That's right. He told told Adam, I'm going to make you equal. So Mm -hmm. if you're not with the person who God had for you, you are not equally yoked. Wow. It don't get no blame on that. Yeah. I mean, this this revelation, this revelation is, is, is all in the word of God. And yet we don't, we don't even look into it. We buy cars, we read the manuals. We buy clothes, we read the labels, and we never open the manual to see what God says about relationship. 
Yeah. I mean, he was so much about relationship. He, the, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is a book about relationships. Yep. Mm. That's good. That was going to actually, I was going to ask you to expound on that a little bit. Cause I remember you said that the reason relationships fail, one of the reasons is because we don't read the manual. Hosea chapter four, verse six says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if someone, when, when people fail in their marriage, it's because of ignorance. It's not because of finances. Mm-hmm. It's not because of adultery. It's mm-hmm. not because of blended family. Those, those things are the symptom of your ignorance. Mm-hmm. Those are the symptom of you being stupid. Wow. Because when you come to the table with the insight of what marriage is, you don't play with it. Right. <laughs> marriage mm-hmm. is your multiplication system in the earth. Mm-hmm. God would take two. The power of two, mm-hmm. Matthew Matthew chapter 18. If two people in the earth touch and agree on anything, whatever you ask in my name, it shall be done. Mm-hmm. God is about two. If me and my wife come together agreeing on anything, it happens. Yes. Mm. Yes. So I understand that my wife is my multiplication system. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So if I want to multiply, I honor her, honor the marriage. But if I ever want to be in a deficit, I mistreat her. Mm-hmm. I commit adultery and I'm at a loss. My yep. God. It tells us in, I think it's second Peter chapter three, verse seven, or either second or first Peter chapter three, verse seven. It says that if the man, if the man disrespects his wife, his prayers are hindered. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. It, does say it, shows, it shows that God is so much about about the union of marriage right. that he was he won't even answer your prayers mm. if you are being disrespectful to your wife. Right. I mean so And that that is that is a heavy statement when you think yeah, about that. It is. Right? Because all of us want our prayers to be answered. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And something like that can just shut it down. Yeah. You will shut you will shut your prayer you will shut your prayer down. Yeah. If you don't honor your wife, here it is. First Peter chapter three, verse seven. In the same way, you married men should live considerably with your wives with an intelligent recognition of the marriage relationship, honoring the woman as physically the weaker, but realizing that you are joint heirs of, of the grace. Mm-hmm. God's a merited favor of life. In order that your prayers may not be hindered and cut off. Wow. Otherwise, you cannot pray effectively. My God. Mm. So God is telling me that if I dishonor my wife, my prayer hits the ceiling and come back down. Bounces back down. Mm. Yep. It never goes to him. Why? Because Mm. I dishonor the union of marriage. Wow. When Adam and Eve dishonored marriage, they lost their confidence in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. They lost that. Yeah. They lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. They lost their home. They lost control of their children. There is so many losses that occurs whenever you dishonor the marriage. Right. right. Yeah. So what would happen if you honored the marriage? What kind of gains would you achieve? Yeah. My mm. wife and I are entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. which means that we don't punch punch anybody's time clock Mm. we can't tell you that on friday we're going to get a check for x amount of dollars right right because we live by faith 
Mm-hmm. She has a salon, mm-hmm. and uh, we both have a salon, and she's been in business for quite some time, but there's no guarantees to that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a job day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have a job. I'm a minister of the gospel. I live by faith. I live by faith. Can mm-hmm. I tell you that we have not missed and are not missing nothing? Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Why is that? Because I understand that my increase is in honoring the marriage. My increase is in honoring her. If I honor the marriage, God would bless me to bless his daughter back in return. Mm. Love it. There it is. My increase is in honoring the marriage. Man, if you can get that right there. And God is so much about marriage that Jesus performed his first miracle at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a trade secret in itself right there. Yep. You desire God's blessing. You need to honor your marriage. That's right. Honor the marriage. God's last creation was the wedding. The first time a miracle was performed was at a wedding. And the Bible tells us that the bridegroom, which is Jesus, is coming to to marry the bride eventually. Mm -hmm. From the beginning of the book, the middle of the book, to the end of the book. Yeah. All about a marriage. All about about a marriage. Wow. All about a marriage. Man, speaking of trade secrets, right? Let's 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 do something. Give give us if you had to pull out, man, it's so so many trade secrets have, have dropped in this in this uh conversation. But if you had to pull out one thing, one piece of advice, one trade secret, if you will, for the husbands, and then another one for the wives, what would it be? For for your for the husbands, your number one your number one assignment in the marriage is protector. Mm-hmm. And protection is not money. That's part of it, but there's 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 four other areas of, of protection that you must have. Okay. There's emotional protection, there's financial protection, there is mental protection, physical and spiritual. Mm-hmm. As a man, you need to guard all five areas. If you miss one, then you lost, you missed out on your job. You're not following your your job description. It is your job to keep the enemy away from your wife. Mm. She wants to come in there and have a conversation with her. Wow. She wants to cause division between you and your woman. So as you, as the man, you have to have your head on a swivel and be mindful of what's going on. The only way to, be, the only way to do that is to be a praying man. Yeah. If you're not a praying man, you would not be a protector. Mm. Mm. Wow. That's really deep. Emotionally, yeah. financially, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Yes, those five areas. And as for, for a woman, I want to tell you that the most important thing for a man is not your body. Uh, contrary to what you think, your sex is not the most important thing to a man, nor is your cooking. The most important thing to a man is respect. Mm -hmm. If you respect the man, you can talk that man for where he is and launch him into where where God wants him to be. Mm -hmm. It is very, very important as a woman that you understand that you have the power to speak into that man, life or death. You can speak, you can speak, you can, you can speak to the king in that man or speak to the, to the, to the wounded warrior in that person. Mm. And you decide where that goes by your conversation. I'm reminded of first Samuel chapter 25, again, story of David and Abigail. Mm. And I would tell every woman, when you get a chance to really read this story, because Abigail was a beautiful woman, but the Bible does not focus on her beauty. The Bible focuses on her intellect, her wisdom. And because of a conversation she stopped David from doing something that would have would have really been bad for him, mm. uh, killing everybody in her household. 
Mm-hmm. The conversation was so amazing that when David finally became king, every king needs a queen. David remembered the conversation that he had with Abigail. And David went back to get her. And based on a conversation, not her beauty, not her sex, not her cooking, but based on her conversation, she became the first queen of Israel. Wow. Yeah. Ladies, read that. Read that story, please. First Samuel chapter 25. Listen to what she said in that story. She spoke to the man's potential. She spoke to who he could be and not who he was at that point. That's the very key thing to a woman. Women, if you know how to speak to a man's potential, to his potential, not his current position, but where you see him, yeah. if you can speak to that, you can launch that man quicker than any plane. To his wow. Wow. Listen, I, I, am, I am a living witness of that because I tell people all the time, everywhere we go, I tell people that Nisi treats me like the person I should be. There you go. And as a result of that, it just, it, that's fuel. It just fuels me to just live up to that, that treatment. I'm living, I'm a living testament, ladies, that that method works. It works. It it, it works because we are created like God, Mm -hmm. the man. Mm -hmm. And what, what moves God? Words. Yeah. Mm. So good. Wow. Words move God. So good. You talk the right word, it'll move him. He'll move based on your words. Or or you can depress God and he won't do no. He, even though he wants to move, he won't go anywhere. Wow. It's, 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 it's all about conversation. It's, it's called the art of communication. Right. If a woman, I have this client who was about to get a divorce from her husband. I counseled this couple for uh, a couple of months. I spoke with her yesterday. And she was laughing uncontrollably. She said to me, the wisdom that you gave me and the insight that you gave me. She said, I speak to my husband the mm-hmm. right way. And she says, he does whatever it is I need him to do mm-hmm. based on how I talk to him. Wow. So I told her, I said, now you see the power of your conversation. Yeah. I said, look back. If your conversation motivates him before you met me, what did your conversation do? Yeah. Mm. You tore that man down. You stripped right. him mm-hmm. of his manhood. Mm. You 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 took the lion and made him a pussycat. Mm-hmm. The man had a roar, and his roar turned to a purr because you stripped him of who he was based on the words of your mouth. Mercy. Mm-hmm. Mercy. That is that's a trade secret for you mm-hmm. right there. Maybe your, your your job is to be the protector. And you heard the five areas, emotionally, financially, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And women, you can you can make or break this situation with your words. Yeah. Amazing. That's Amazing cool. stuff, man. We're gonna have to, we're gonna definitely have to do this again, man. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to do this. So it's so 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 much wealth uh that comes from this gentleman. You know yes. what I mean? Um oh just in the two this conversation and the conversation we had before, mm-hmm. God has truly blessed you, given you a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just speak into the lives of individuals, man. And, and yeah. we appreciate you uh, doing that. Let me ask you this, though, before we go into the next segment. In working with couples, and I typically ask a lot of individuals who work with couples this, what are, if you could pull out maybe the, if you could strip away all of the madness, so to speak, in the different scenarios that you encounter, what what's at the core of a lot of that stuff? Believe it or not, 
and this is this is the core of it right here. People are together and they don't have an identity. Mm. Wow. They don't know who they are. Mm. The woman is trying to find herself. She's trying to identify herself. Mm-hmm. The man is trying to identify himself. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have an identity. My wife and I had the worst times in our marriage and, and uh, we were facing divorce because I did not have an identity. Mm-hmm. As soon as I gained an identity, I became a different person. Mm. I became a more confident person. Mm-hmm. I became a person who was more focused and more driven. Mm-hmm. I became a person understanding that, you know what, you got your thing going on and I got my own thing going on. A lot of times people don't have a clear identity. Mm-hmm. And once you are with someone who is struggling to find themselves, you would never find that person. If they can't find them, you you would yeah, never find them. Definitely not going to find them. Right. So what, what does that mean? What does that mean? That means this right here in a nutshell. That 99.9% of the people who are in relationship, and this is for real now, mm-hmm. they are in relationship with an imposter. Mm-hmm. They're not in a relationship with the real, the real person. person. Yeah. They are in a relationship with Superman, and they never get to meet Clark Kent. Mm. Wow. They, are, they don't know the person who is clumsy. They don't know the person who who wears the glasses, who stumbles. They don't know that person. Yeah. All they know is the superhero. Yeah. So now so now all this pressure is on me, no identity, to be someone who I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why God said in the Bible, this is very important. This is very important, family. God said in the Bible, and the man and the woman were both naked. Mm-hmm. Transparency and unashamed. Yeah. Adam saw all, all of Eve and mm-hmm. Eve saw all of Adam and nothing was hidden. Right. How many people can actually say they are in a relationship and there's nothing hidden? Yeah. Not too many. Not too many. Yeah. Not too many. So if you have to hide, yeah. like Adam did and Eve did after they sinned, that changed the whole course of their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good, man. That's so good. <clears throat> Identity. Yeah. Identity at the core of all of that. Yeah. My goodness. Man, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna listen. <laughs> I, I don't wanna I don't wanna force it on you, <laughs> but it might have to be a part two and a part three. Yeah. We can do that anytime, brother. I got <laughs> I got so much wisdom and so much information. I'm I'm actually high off of this. I tell you, you got me drugged up right now, guys. Man, Amen. Hey, we we love it, man. And we we appreciate the fact that you are willing to just take time to just drop all of that on us, yeah, man. We're, you, we're grateful for it, man. We're going to, before we wrap up, man, we're going to do something a little fun. We're going to get to know Enrique a little bit. Um, wife, I'll let you, let you take care of that. Okay. So we call it the 60 second think fast. Okay. And I'm going to give you a choice of two things like what's your favorite color, black or white. And you have to pick one. You okay. only have 60 seconds to answer all of these questions. I think it's 10 of them, maybe okay. something like that. Okay, and Ollie's going to set the timer. All right. Let's see if we can do this in 60 seconds. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, here, here we, we go. go. Coffee or tea? I like tea. Okay, see the movie, read the book. See the movie. Yeah. Summer or winter? Summer. Morning person or night owl? Both. <laughs> <laughs> morning person, morning person. Morning, okay. Yeah. 
Small town or big city? Big city. Car or truck? Truck. Gym or outdoor exercise? Outdoor exercise. Okay. Tropical island or ski resort? Oh, yeah. Tropical island all day. (laughs) (laughs) Action movie or comedy? Uh, I like both, but I I would say action movie. Okay. Baseball or football? Uh, I, I would say baseball. Last one. Try a new dish or play it safe? Try a new dish. Awesome. Nice. All right. With with five seconds to spare. Good stuff. Very good. Awesome. Well, good stuff, man. Listen, man, again, I can't say this enough, how appreciative we are of you taking time out of your schedule, man, to just, just share with us, man. Yeah. It, it, is, um, it is a blessing. We pray God's blessing on you, continued blessing on you and, yeah. and your wife and family, yes. your ministry, your your uh, counseling and, and coaching, just everything you touch. Amen. We just pray God's blessing on that, man. And listen, before we get out of here, though, we need to know how to get a hold of you. Those who are listening, you need to get more of this wisdom in your life. And so yeah. you need to get with this guy. So how can we get with the Enrique Pascal? Well, go to my website, EnriquePascal.com, E-N-R-I-Q-U-E-P-A-S-C-A-L.com. And if you go there, you can learn about me. You can see my, my videos. Um, you can see my social media. On social media, it's Enrique Pascal. Um, uh, Facebook, Enrique Pascal. On Instagram, is Enrique Pascal. Some guy got my my name and not even using it. I'm like, get off the page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, come up off that. <laughs> man, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I am praying because this guy have not posted anything like in five years. Like, let the name go, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, right now until he until he releases it, I'm praying for it. Mm. You know, the dot is there, but eventually that dot will be removed and it's going to be Enrique Pascal. So yeah, right. that'll work. That'll work. And we'll have all of that in the show notes for those of you who are listening. If you weren't able to catch that or write it down fast enough, it'll be in the show notes for you. Listen, man, a blessing. A blessing. Thank you Thank so you. much for sharing your wisdom. We pray that God will fill you up to overflowing for everything that you poured out to us. Thank you so much. I, I'm humbled by this and I'm grateful. I, I love sharing his wisdom. That's the most important thing in all of the world to me. So thank you guys. This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time, God bless.